Calgary Flames and won the Stanley Cup. We're the winners. We're the winners. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That's back-to-back games for the Flames Saturday, Sunday. Back-to-back wins against the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins. That is a shutout for our boy, Daniel Latta. What's up, man? What's going on, Flames fans? This is Grant Young. Lassie's Corner, welcome to episode 14. we got co-host Chris. How are we doing Hello. Today? Good. Good. Uh happy that the flames are on another starting another run hopefully yeah absolutely i mean great road trip uh it didn't start out great but you know losses to ottawa uh montreal and i believe the overtime it was an overtime loss in toronto was it yeah yeah we only only regulation loss of the trip was uh, against montreal yeah but uh yeah we've had points now in 16 of our last 19 games that's pretty good hey it's pretty good yeah it's not bad it's all right yeah it's, <laughs> it's all right manjapani scored five goals in the last three games it's okay yeah he's 15 right. goals on the season now uh 16 of them no sorry 15 goals on the season 14, 14. of them on the road i mean yeah, just, what, what more can you say i mean you know we were going through a stretch where we were having some bad hockey, but we were still picking up those points in overtime. I said this last week, you know, you, you got to make sure that you get that extra point, uh, especially this early in the season. You got to bank those points. Um, but man, 16 points in 16 in the last 19 games. That's Daryl Sutter hockey, man. Like this team is playing, uh, especially the last two games. I mean, you know, you ruin the Islanders home opener. Um, yeah. 13 games in the season. They had a long road trip, 13 games on the road, uh, packed into the new arena. Fans were ecstatic seeing them and all, uh, the Islanders fans there were so happy seeing their team back. And, uh, you know, we just blew them out of the water. Right. Yeah. I'll say I'm happy that that team has a, a good rink now that the, the fans can actually appreciate because, uh, from what I've heard, I've never been there, but from what I've heard, the old one was, <laughs> awful so um, Wait, which no, one yeah. the 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 one in brooklyn or the one uh well, in nassau the, 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 the one the one that they couldn't see anything i, I don't know yeah it's brooklyn it yeah it's the barclay center yeah yeah, yeah that was a basketball anyway, so, rink yeah. <laughs> well, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah no happy they have a, a good arena and it's too bad that we spoiled it even though you know, I, I hate to complain about the refs, but man, that was, oh, 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 oh boy, that was some suspect calls both ways and non-calls in that game. But uh, the Flames I managed understand. to, yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. in the third period, right? I think they just put their whistles away. Well, yeah, but. 10 minutes that, left in the game. I mean, you know, they already had five power plays each, right? So As a player, you've got to, like, what what is a penalty at that point? Like, you know, they called, they called the softest stuff in the, in the first, like anything, 
at least on the flame side was a penalty. Like it was like yeah, penalty, yeah, penalty, like and then all, all of a sudden the whistles go away. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I hate it when when refs do that. Like if you're gonna call it that tight, call it that tight for both teams, call it that tight for the entire game. You know, it doesn't you're not gonna have to be consistent across game to game. That's gonna be pretty much impossible, but I mean you can't switch between periods because <laughs> what are the players going to do, right? Anyway, um, back to the Flames. Uh, yeah, fantastic win in New York. I was worried about that because uh, the Islanders were pressing and uh, they held on and scored some empty netters. And then today, wow. I have i don't know, Grant, what do you think about that one? Because I thought it was one of the best wins of the season. Yeah. Slash in the last couple of years for the Flames. I mean, I mean, yeah, when you shut down the Boston Bruins, one of the best teams in the league for the last, I would say, decade. They've been good for, for over a decade. Uh, that's it's it's impressive, man. I mean, and, and that game against uh, the Islanders, you know, that could have gone that could have very easily gone the other way, if not for Markstrom. I mean, Markstrom was playing amazingly in that game he had an, an amazing game he was making saves left and right and he made them all look easy like that's that's the uh that was a great thing seeing him play uh against the islanders is is all those saves that he made they were clutch saves there were saves that he needed to make but like you said the islanders were pushing um 5-2 victory two empty netters uh that 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 game could have been turned on its head and then our boy daniel vladar second shutout we said this at the uh, start of the start of the podcast uh he had a, a very i mean i'm sure he had something to prove playing against his former team uh first shutout i don't know if you guys heard this on the broadcast uh but uh it was the first shutout for the flames against the boston bruins in what was it 15 years 16 years since 2005 so uh 16 years i think they said yeah uh, we, we had kipper back back then so yeah and I got to say, I haven't felt this good about our goaltending since we've had Kipper. Yeah. Um, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. You know, we and, talked about this last time too, right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that is like team driven too. Like it is a team stat. Like the flames are limiting high danger chances against like you, like today. I don't know if I was worried about any Boston chance, to be honest. Like I was never like, you know, clutching my seat or the, or the table. I'm like, Oh, they're going to score here. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It also yeah. helps having goalies that don't let in softies, you know, like those are the, those are the backbreakers, you know, a little softy maybe from a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, one that is like, well, you know, the goals, like one that we're like, Oh, he, he could have had it, but I mean, it wasn't necessarily a bad goal. Like well, those the, kind of softies, the, the Mike Smith stinkers that he would, he would yeah. let in one every game or the Jonas yeah. Hiller, like glove hands, just, phantom with. glove he would just not i don't know what it would just go through his hand yeah but, and i'm sure those are going to happen those happen to every goalie but for man, sure man like when this game was one nothing i wasn't sweating you know and a couple of years ago i would be sweating at one nothing i'd be like oh yeah. it's not gonna we're not gonna win <laughs> like, yeah but that was the game winner so um, yeah i mean like I, I i gotta say i, I didn't feel comfortable and we did a very good job keeping the bruins to the outside i didn't see them really get into the slot much uh, if at all, I mean, I'm sure they did, but like we, they were, they didn't have too many high danger chances, like you said. And, uh, yeah, just a, a very impressive, impressive win by the boys. Manjapani continued doing his thing. Uh, Lindholm was amazing defensively. 
you know, he, he really made sure that, uh, like the one point where I was maybe a little bit hesitant or a little bit worried was when Boston had that penalty, uh, from mm. Valamaki. Yeah. Uh, later in the third, uh, I was thinking, Oh, like, you know, maybe if they get one here, then momentum's going to switch. But, uh, <laughs> Lindholm did a good job taking, taking that cross ice pass away from, from Marshand and, and Pasternak didn't really have it going at all, all night. I didn't see him take many shots. No, no, the top line was effectively shut down. And I think Backland was another big part of that. Like Backland had a sneaky, Backland had one of those nights where, I mean, he scored today, but he had one of those nights where if he didn't score, you'd be like, oh, where was Backland? I was like, oh, he was just playing really good defense all game and neutered the other teams, uh, whatever line he played against. I think he did play against that top line too, quite a lot um, yeah. when he could, obviously being in a way you only have so much control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. And I think that penalty, was that the penalty too, where we had basically two shorties? <laughs> I, I think yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll ever see like a two on O shorthanded chance again this season. No, I don't think so. For the, for the flames, but, um, I was really hoping kind of for Dubé that that would go in the first one. Cause like, man, yes. that could be a nice boost for him. Like, you know, he's been, yes. he's been working hard. You see him working hard, um, but nothing has been going in. And the guy gets three whacks at it and Swayman just <laughs> stands on his head. I'm just like, Dan Dubé is not going to get us. He's not going to score ever again. It's never going to yeah. happen. He's going to have no more goals this year. Um, but then somehow, you know, Val, uh, man, Japan is, I don't know what was happening. He was just standing there in a sea of Bruins. Yeah. And the Not even a C, though. Not even a C. Like, there were only, like, two guys there. I mean, you had a five-on-four like, power yeah. play. Like, where yeah, are you guys? He, yeah, he, the, the, the broadcast, he made a comment of it, too. And they're just like, where where are the Bruins? Because <laughs> like, yeah. Manjibar is just standing in front of the net. No one's touching him. And after three Dubé shots, also unchallenged. Um, yeah. I mean, and then Manjibar somehow finds the puck and just slips it in. I don't even – that was a – what a goal, though. And uh, Yeah. Well, way to stick with it, right? Because any guy would have just been like, "Oh, well, goalie's got it." I mean, you know, yeah, pack you know, her in. You, yeah, like they made it maybe back up or don't go to the net and stay there type thing. Do a yeah. drive by. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was when when they scored that fourth one too on Backlands. Uh, the puck was not in the air, so we couldn't have a Toronto parallax effect. Full hmm. honky call. It was on the ice and uh, yeah. a sliver by a sliver. Um. But happy to see that go back on his way too, because I don't remember the last time he scored. So. Hasn't been too long, I don't think. But nice to see that one go in for him. So after that goal, I was like, well, they won. Now there's only one thing to be determined: do yeah. they get the the goose egg? Which yeah. they did. Do they get the shutty or not? And yeah, they ended up getting it for their guy. Uh, this is that was actually something that I wanted to to discuss with you is is the whole Dubé situation. Like it's. I mean, man, you you said it. He's been working hard. He just hasn't been. There's his production's just been nothing. Like it, there just hasn't been anything going for him. Um, so, like, should we be worried about Dylan? What what is like? What do you think needs to happen for him to, you know, break out of the slump? I mean, was was that assist enough, or what? What what could what what can happen? Um, yeah, I don't. Just keep doing what he's doing, and I think he will. Right? Like, I, yeah. so he's not get, like, this is an adjustment, like, the way the lines are rolling out. Like, if you look at the ice time, it's not, 
a traditional team's ice time distribution. Like five on five, it's fairly even on forwards. Like I think Brad Richardson had more time than Elias Lindholm tonight, five on five. Okay. Um, wow. So I guess my point, my point, my point being like the the star forwards or or more skilled forwards are not getting not getting more time than our stars five on five. Like Daryl Sutter is just rolling the forward lines, like like one after another. Let's go. And then the only difference is obviously power play time. And I don't know if Dubé's getting any. I think he's on the second unit, but mm-hmm. um, so for him, just keep. I think he just needs to keep grinding, grinding away, and and the goals will come. Like he, he's in the play. He's winning battles. He's maybe just gripping his stick a little bit too tight. And you know, once one finally does go in for him, um, you I bet you you see a bunch go in. Just once that pressure's off and. I feel like you could say the same for a couple forwards. Like Sean Monaghan is one of those players as well, I think, who needs a goal five on five. Um, Coleman is another one. He's been really good defensively, but offensively just nothing has been working really. He almost had a breakaway today too uh, on a breakout play. I think it was in the second period um, where Boston made a pinch and he was kind of coming up the wall. And I'm like, oh, I hope he gets it. You know, Backland was – was right there, tried to pass, but it got blocked. I don't know if you remember that play, but I don't know. I think, yeah, he Dylan just needs to, to keep working. He's not getting a ton of ice. Like, he only had nine minutes, five on five today, which is not a lot. No, it's, um, it's barely anything. And he only had 11 minutes total, mm-hmm. um, which has got to be among the lowest. Yeah, second lowest. Only Tyler Pitlick was lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Sean Monaghan, who was the third lowest. So, um, I mean, obviously they're all kind of struggling. All those three, three of those players are struggling offensively, and ice time has something to do with it. Um, them just not being that good right now also has something to do with it. Um, at least in I've liked Dubé's game more than Monaghan's or, or Pitlick's game. But um, what do you what do you think about Dubé and those three in general? Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough, right? Because I had high hopes for Dylan Dubé this year. I really thought that he'd take a step, but uh, I, I think he's just uh, a victim of you know the top six crunch. I mean, you look at who he's playing with. He is playing with Monahan, but you know he's still getting third line minutes um, with Pitlick on the other wing, and you know it's Pitlick isn't really a guy that you look to for offense, so. Um, hmm. But he serves a purpose in the in the lineup, right? Like I I like what he brings to the table. I like what he brings to this Flames team. But absolutely, uh, you know, it's he, he could just as easily serve that on the fourth line with Richardson and Lewis and Lucic, right? Um, I'm looking at Jakob Peltier doing so well in uh, Stockton. You know, fifteen sorry, eleven goal, eleven games played, thirteen points so far. He's got five goals and eight assists. Wow. Uh, you know, is it is it maybe time? I, but at the same time, you know, the, you know, like you said, the, these guys, we've had a few guys who are struggling for offense, but the Flames are still winning. You know, they're still getting those points. So is it time to rock the boat? I guess maybe not, but, you know, maybe calling a guy up like Jacopelche, reward him for the good play that he's done in Stockton, uh, get him on that nine-game uh, um Trial, I guess, trial. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, see if he can maybe spark Dubé and like you know that I could see that being beneficial for all sides, right? I mean, the only thing is you know one of Richardson or Trevor Lewis would have to sit, but mm-hmm. 
for nine games, you could kind of evaluate whether you can, well, you'd be uh, rewarding a player for playing so well in the AHL to come up and play on the third line. You're sheltering him a little bit, and then you're kind of getting Monaghan and Dubé going, hopefully with an offensively gifted uh, Jakub Pelche uh, looking to drive play and, and uh, you know, bring a spark to the team. But at the same time, you know, we don't really need it right now. So we don't really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, it's a good thought. Interesting thought. Like I look at Rizicka is probably getting the call up before Pelletier. Yeah. Um, even though he's a, I think he's a centerman. Um, at least it says so on his sheet here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pelletier is a left winger. How many left wingers do we have in the system? My gosh. So many. Seems like a lot. <laughs> Not just but, even left wingers, just just left-handed shooters. Like we have so yeah. friggin' many left-handed shooters, which is something yeah. I I'll I'll get to and I want to ask your opinion on uh after we but anyway, yeah. it'll be in a bit. Yeah. I yeah, I you know what I, I like that idea of bringing up some some new some fresh blood. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Pelletier just stay in the minors for a little bit longer. Um, and like you said, I think that's probably going to happen because when the flames are rolling, like we don't really need to inject change. We're scoring and we're playing good defense. Like we, I, the only change I could see is that switch between Zadorov and uh, Valimaki. Um, so, and what did you think of uh, Yuso's game today? Finally yeah, gets in the that's... lineup after eleven games. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, Valimaki. Jumps back in the lineup finally after um, a few games. A few games after he he pouted a little bit and <clears throat> I guess Time called bad. out Daryl Sutter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't really notice him. I mean, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, he didn't yeah. make any big mistakes. He just kind of yeah. had a rather steady game. Like the only time I really noticed him was when he was going to the penalty box, right? But. Um, I didn't see him make any big gaffes. You know, he wasn't... Uh, I think he got an assist, actually, tonight, too. Uh, he did on, on the, the first goal. goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's a good way to, to endear yourself, right? Pick up an apple and uh, first game in. And, and then, uh, yeah, he's playing with Goodbranson. Just solid, solid pairing and uh, a, a solid uh, a solid game, I guess. Just uh, how, how many minutes did he play tonight? Um, he played 1648. So I think, okay, yeah, among, yeah. I think among defensemen, he was the lowest Yeah, by a lot actually, but yeah, well, a minute from Gabranson there. Yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes yeah. from Gabranson. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hey, that's okay though. I mean, it's his first game back in a while. And yeah. You got to ease him back in. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Like I, I, I agree with you. I thought he was quiet today, which is good for Valimaki. You want to be quiet in the, 60 role you don't want to be seen making blunders or you know it'd be nice if you stood out offensively a little bit more but yeah uh, i thought he had a nice night and uh one penalty but i mean i thought that was a pretty chintzy call i yeah didn't didn't like it like he even questioned the ref he's like i was holding my stick like yeah how is that a holding but he did get his arm around i guess but uh i suppose he also drew a penalty so that was good um Mm -hmm. On Felino, on Felino, there, yeah, <laughs> that was. I think that was a bit of a dive, but uh, oh, you know, whatever works. <laughs> it was a dive, but he made it look realistic, right? Like he didn't, yeah, totally definitely. flop. He kind of just fell over. So yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, 
it was good. He he got it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm ha- I'd be happy to see him in the lineup again. I I also be, would be happy to see Fedorov. To be honest, I think those those two are going to be swip- flipping around uh, all year. To be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, ideally, but ideally, we'd have Velimaki and Gabranson, or sorry, Velimaki and uh, Zadorov in. But I mean, Gabranson has been playing well; like he hasn't been, he's been quiet, but he's, he's. I mean, have, I've seen him get beat a couple times, uh, like yeah. he's kind of chasing guys, heading towards the net, and then, like you said, we, our goaltending has been there every time, bailing him out, but. Uh, I, I do think ideally that you know we we'd have Zadorov and and Valimaki in the lineup, um, but I can't say anything bad about Branson so far. I mean he's been he's been as advertised. He's been uh, he's been a decent addition to to the back line there. So um, <laughs> yes, yeah. I never thought I'd be saying this, but he yeah, credit where credits due. Right? We we haven't called him by his nickname uh, since the first episode before he played <laughs> a game. Very I true. think. So, yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, nice to see him. I mean, that that's a solid pickup so far. That has really helped that bottom pair. I think actually. Yeah. Um, eat my words from from earlier. Yeah. Yes, he um, has really anchored. He has really anchored that uh, that that bottom pairing. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what else do we need to talk about in this game? I mean, it's, uh, two very impressive wins for the Calgary flames. Uh, they're the only thing that I am now a little bit, not nervous about, but wary of is we still don't have a win against the Western conference opponent. Um, (laughs) after that (laughs) season high, seven gamer, seven game roadie, we're back at home against, oh, it's against Chicago. So we might, we might, uh, we have a chance, yeah, we might, but we have a chance. That's a that's a classic uh, trap game, long road trip, first game back at home. True. However, I will say, um, I think the Flames are going to be fine, just because. I mean, it's a long flight tonight. They're going to get back late. They're talking about this on the broadcast too. Um, they're going to get back like probably no practice that day. When they yeah. get back, they you know just rest recovery day, and then it'll be you know morning skate, and then right back into right back into a game. So I think, uh, I really do think it'll be fine. I think they're going to play, play just fine on that first game back. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can continue this run. Like it would be nice to see another four game winning streak, maybe stretch it to five, you know? Um, yeah. Get those points, continue to get those points away from your opponents. And especially yeah. from the Western conferences is when we want to be focusing on that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, we go on a three-day break, I think, after the Chicago game. Um, I think it's our first of the season or second or, you know. Yeah, which is very much needed. Like, you don't realize or, but we've, there's been a lot of mileage on on the Flames. I mean, I think we've had five, uh, five occasions where we've played three games in four days already in this young season. Yeah, the schedule's been bonkers, and they've it's ridiculous. They've done uh, really well, like exceptionally well. Yeah, to the schedule. So, I hope this break doesn't mess up the rhythm. I, maybe it'll mess it up for one game, but I think Sutter will get them back into into shape quick. Yeah, if, if they do have a little bit of a letdown. So, absolutely. Um, and this um, is this yeah. is the this is the thing. I mean, Sutter really has come in, and the the boys have bought in. I mean, you can tell that they're, oh, yeah. um, you know, 
they're they bought into this. I I think they understand that this is their last chance. You know, honestly, I mean, um, I don't oh, know really is. where you go from here if 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 something goes wrong. But I mean, you know, it's just like even from just like a cap perspective, we've touched on it yeah. before. But like man, Manjapani needs to be signed this year. He almost has twenty goals. Yeah, yeah, on the season, and we're I, I don't think we're twenty games into the season yet. Like what if he? No, I think that was our that was our nineteenth game. So like, yeah. what, if, what if he puts up fifty goals this year? Like, He's going to be really expensive. What if? I don't think he will, but I don't think forty is out of reach. He's almost no. at twenty. He's almost halfway, and the season's not even a quarter way done yet. No, yeah, it's... I, 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 thirty forty goals. Like man, that's puts him up with one of the best scores to ever be on the flames. Like we don't get many of those players on this team very yeah. often. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw on the screen there on the TV that, uh, the, this is, um, Manjapani has tied Gary Roberts for scoring the most goals through the first 19 games at 15. Um, the only oh, guys wow. who have scored more was Jerome Ginla. And uh, Lainey McDonald, who scored 16 in 19 games. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, uh, it's mind boggling. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's a fluke either. Hey, eh? do you like, it's like the goals no. aren't like ones that are like, he's earning these goals most of the time. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's, he's, he's definitely earning them. I mean, the, most of those goals are right place, right time uh they he's he's just been yeah he's just been great i mean he's uh he's a hard-working individual he goes after pucks and he causes turnovers and and that, i think that's honestly how he's how he's been able yeah. to have so much success i mean he's um he's kind of catching opponents unawares uh being able to go on that like just how tenacious he is on the on the forecheck and and the back check honestly i mean it's just been amazing to watch Amazing yeah. to watch Andrew Manjapani. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he's he's gonna get paid. Um, I just don't know how much yet, but he could get more than seven million dollars here. Um, yeah. So uh, what do we do? We don't have that room. Really. No, we, we we don't. don't. Yeah. So... And this is this is what I want to talk to you about after we're after the break. We'll take a quick break here, uh, and then I want to talk to you about uh, a right winger for the Flames. I mean, this is something that we've needed for years uh quickly i just want to you know chat quick about uh some options that maybe we could be looking at and i mean there there aren't many but we'll go over that right after this break uh stick around this is the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk on every team in the nhl this episode of blasty's corner is brought to you by DraftKings. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This is a no-brainer, guys. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, there I wanted to get a uh, I want to get Chris's opinion on you know we've we mentioned this earlier. We have way too many guys who are left-handed shots on the Flames, uh, and you know, do we look through free agency? Where's the cap room? Do we look through trades? Who are we going to trade away? Who are we going to subtract to get an impact player? The guys who are available, you know, guys like Kessel, uh, who's old and on his last year of this contract. Philip Forsberg, also on the last year of his contract. Um, these kind of guys would cost quite a bit. But uh, what do you think would be the best way to for the Flames to go about getting a top right winger who shoots right? Uh, going into into next season because I mean that's something that we've been missing for for a long time. I mean, basically since Aginla left, I would say. Yeah, you know that's it's a good question. I, do we need it? <laughs> do, do I don't know. Do we need it? Like we've been scoring. I mean, obviously this yeah, is a, this true. is a run. Like this is. I, I've, I'm trying to ground myself in reality. Like the Flames are playing probably above their heads right now. I think. Um, I think they're going to come back down to earth, uh, especially when we play more Western Conference teams because we're just going to lose <laughs> against them. So. Yeah, no um, kidding. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. So yeah, I, I think it is an area we need to address because yeah, like it just makes easy for goalies actually. Like having only left-handed shooters, um, it actually limits the the looks that goalies are getting like they don't have to it's consistency from every shooter on the team you know even on all areas of the ice like there's different things i think that's why part of the reasons why Gunnar was such a good scorer is because you know he he offered a different look there's not a lot of righties um that are that good um yeah so uh yeah i like castle i like the castle idea because i think the cost would be quite low and and obviously the the money, like we get them to retain, we have to pay a little bit more for that. Um, or, you know, maybe they take a contract back, but I mean, he's a skilled guy who can still play and, you know, he's not going to go on our first line. I don't think, but I mean, could I see him slotting in on that second line? Maybe. Or like, he would also give us, you know, three scoring lines. You know, if you leave the second line intact with, with who's who's that second line Manjapane is playing with? Backlund and uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That would really help our depth. I don't know what we would have to do to get Kessel. I feel like Forsberg would be a lot more money just because of his age. Yeah. Um, 
a lot more cost to get Forsberg. I don't know if we can really get him, and I don't know really any other player in the league. I actually like your Kessel suggestion. If if he's available, which I mean, I know he would be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he wouldn't. Coyotes, be. Coyotes are tanking, so yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he wants to go back to a contender. You know, get get one more shot at it. And I know Kessel's problem in Toronto was that he was the guy. He would not be the guy here. So. Mm-hmm. Like, he would just be a guy, he would be a depth ad, but he would be a very skilled depth ad, and he has two rings. That's something yeah. that Brad likes. Like, yeah, he likes true. Playoff, playoff experience. So, I think he'd be the trigger idea. man. He'd be the trigger man, right? Yes. Throw him on the power play on that left circle, or yeah, left circle. Mm-hmm. And there's a one timer from both sides now. You know, Johnny can play a different position, or he could play the other side of that power play, or whatever, you know. and gives us a different look even if he goes on the second power play gives us a different look um so yeah but right now we 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 aren't struggling to score but i think it will come back down to earth and uh, having more right-handed shooters is nice we do have coronado but he's not ready yet i think he's a is he a left hand or is he uh is he a righty oh yeah i'm not sure but i mean he's yeah he's he's not going to be he won't be here next year or no, the year no, after he, or anything. Like he's, he's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's still going two, to university. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. I think he's two to three. Yeah. Two to at three least, away. at least. Yeah. For sure. So he's not, he's not coming in. Um, he shoots right. Right. Okay. There you go. That's who we need, but he's not going to be available for a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, of course, I'd be concerned with Kessel's age, but uh, like again, we're, we, this would be a deadline move. Um, yeah, you know, we wouldn't be signing him to a long-term contract. Um, and who knows? Maybe if he, we do end up trading for him, he'd be willing to go the Joe Thornton route and uh, you know just take one million one-year offers and you know help us out a little bit and and play on a contending team. Uh, Philip Forsberg, I think, would probably be at the top of the list for guys that we would go after. I mean, he's a fellow Swede. We've got tons of Swedes on the team. I'm sure he'd be comfortable yeah. here. Uh, but uh, obviously, he's making six million right now. Probably looking for a pay raise. Uh, though, if I'm being honest, I mean, that's probably how much he should make on his next contract anyway. He hasn't really been, uh, He's on the IR right now, but he hasn't really been that uh, no. dominant in the last few years here. No, like most points he has is 64 in yeah. 67. Um, that was three years ago, and he's yeah. tapered off since then. Um, yeah. He had a good year last year in the amount of games he played, 32 points and... 39 games and he's had seven and nine games so good year this year but obviously now he's hurt mm-hmm. um yeah look i uh i like forceback i'm just worried about the acquisition cost really. yeah i don't want to give up a first um especially in this draft like this draft is rumored to be a very good draft on forward heavy which i think we need more yes. of you know absolutely just more skilled at forward we have lots of forward prospects you know that are close to ready i would say mm-hmm. um to pop into the league but i don't know if they're going to be making impacts at the top six level i think they're more bottom six players like who's each guy i think is a is going to be an nhl in the bottom six i think he's yeah. going to have an, a nice long career 
Um, he has potential to be top six, but we'll see if he can transfer his scoring. That's the biggest thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do like Forsberg. And actually looking at Kessel's contract, I think, what's he making, $10 million? Kessel? That's... No, 6.8. 6.8. Oh, okay. That's yeah. better. That's yeah. better. I but I... we, it'd be difficult to fit into the cap for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, they would have to retain. And maybe we can give them a slightly better pick for that. Like, I don't know if you do a third <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for Kessel. Um, that would be generous, probably. If they retained yeah. half, maybe you, you you think about giving up a third round pick and maybe a depth a depth player or whatever mm-hmm. um, to go for it. Because I do think they need to, we've chatted about it a lot, like go for it this year. they got to make a move. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Especially you, you look at the landscape, it's changing, man. I mean, Anaheim's, Anaheim's fucking killing it. They've got a very good goaltender in John Gibson. They've got yes. tons of prospects who have graduated and have been found regular playing time uh, in the starting lineup. And they've got good leadership in uh, Ryan Getzlaff, Adam Henrique, uh, Ricard Bacal. Like everybody thought they'd be selling, but mm. I mean, no. I mean, they've they've they could they they're a very good team. Vegas, of course. Uh, Jack Eichel and Patrick are out right now, but they're a powerhouse. The Oilers are rounding into form. They've finally got the depth pieces that they've been missing mm-hmm. all these years. Los Angeles is right there um, with, uh, you know, very good prospects who who are coming up as well. And Colorado's had a bad year, 14 games played, though. Like, they've only played 14 games. They've played the least amount of games in the Western Conference. Yeah, their winning percentage still puts them third yeah. in the in the Central. So yeah. they're, they're fine. Yeah, like... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Anaheim reminds you know Anaheim reminds me a, a lot of uh, the Flames when, I mean, obviously they look better than us back then, but they remind us when the Flames first made the playoffs when Johnny joined the team. Yeah, you no, know, kind of Monahan and then Johnny and then the great Hoodler back then. But you know, we had a couple mm-hmm. of young guys coming in and had some promise, and then we we made it, you know, and we made it to the second round that year, I think in 2015, 2016, or is it the yeah. next time? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be as good as they are right now. Anaheim next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Cause they had a hell of a run. I mean, they're eight, one and one in their last 10. Um, yeah. Yeah. Huge it's winning streak. So crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's I mean, they end. lost their last game. Yeah. They lost yeah. the last game against Carolina, so, but yeah. So we'll see how they do, but uh, yeah, no, they've been impressive and a surprise. So mm-hmm. is the Kings from intensive purposes and, and you're right. Vegas is Vegas. So they're going to be in the hunt always. For yeah. Tops in the division. And they have still have to do some cap um, maneuvering, <laughs> circumventing to make, their, <laughs> yeah. to make their team work out. But uh-huh. <laughs> that's, I'm sure they'll figure something out. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to to think about these things, and especially for the. I mean, there's no guarantee that Nashville sells at the deadline too, right? Like they're currently in a playoff position uh, in the wild card hunt. So, you know, that it's it's looking like. I mean, you know, it could be a very real possibility that Phil Kessel is a Calgary Flame by the trade deadline, and I would be pretty happy with that depending on the acquisition cost of course but um it shouldn't cost too much right no I, and i don't think like i can't i don't think you give up a roster player for him that's the thing you yeah. have to find a way to give up a non-roster player or someone who's 
on the fringe mm -hmm. that isn't making an impact, like Zadorov, for example. But I think I think the team wants Zadorov for the playoffs. Just yeah, he's a big body. Like it does help in the playoffs. So if anyone who thinks otherwise is is, is kidding themselves, it's a much more physically demanding game. Oh, it's a different game. We yeah. know it's a different game. Like it's yeah. it's you know we've talked about refs have been complained about all season long. Like they've yeah. been incredibly inconsistent the whole year. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, gonna get it's, worse. It's, yeah, it's gonna get worse in the playoffs yeah. for sure. Yeah, so. and so yeah, players like that. Like this team was was literally built for the playoffs. Like if we make the playoffs, I think they're gonna be actually a tough out because not a lot of teams can beat us in regulation right now. Yeah, like, unless we, you're we, the Western we, Conference. Yeah, I mean, we only have three. Like, I think that's the lowest in the conference. Yeah, might be. It's close to the lowest in the league. Mm -hmm. Three regulation losses, and um, they've all been close. I think, from if my memory serves me right, um, and we have probably one of the best differentials in the league that we do after today. Yeah, plus twenty-seven. Um, I think we're we're built for the playoffs, so I hope we make it. It's looking good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. nothing's for certain, you know. Never anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, could, I would love Kessel, and I would love to not give up a roster player, but maybe to make the cap work, we have to do that. How much, do you know how much cap space we have right now? <laughs> it's 280,000. Oh, that's pretty just tight. Just a couple space, you know, yeah, just, we'll just, a, just a couple change. Just a bit of change. Can't make Kessel, we can't make Kessel work then, can we? <laughs> no, we cannot. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's some dead money that we could move on this team, though, so... I would, hate yeah. to get, I would hate to get rid of Lucic, but um, yeah, I think he would have to go in in or and you know that's something that the Coyotes would be willing to do, obviously, because they're willing to take on the uh, contracts cap, right? for yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it would suck to lose Milan Lucic. To be very yeah. honest, I mean, it's I, fan I, favorite, I wouldn't. Like... Yeah, he brings a lot to this team. He does. Yeah, I actually hate the idea of losing him. But yeah, yeah, especially for the playoffs, more, right? We do need more skill. I and mean, he is like, he's doing well this year, but I mean, I don't think, I think a lot of his goals are kind of lucky, to be honest. If I, mm -hmm. if I five to, hole, yeah, five hole, he's gonna go five <laughs> hole every time. I mean, no, you gotta look at it realistically, right? Like, he's making, making six million and he's, you know, six points and one of the only minus players on the team. Um, I know you hate plus minus, but yeah, um, no, yeah you know, it does tell you something. Yeah, like Elias Lindholm is plus eighteen, and mm -hmm. <laughs> Milan Lucic is minus two. Yeah, John Monahan minus five tells you what we've been seeing. You know, um, yeah, bit, definitely. Um, he doesn't really. Lucic is great. He's a big body. He protects players, but we have players like that on the team right now who can stand up for players. Yeah. So it would suck, but I mean, I think Kessel brings more of an impact in the playoffs than Lucic does, I think. For sure. It moves and, the needle more. Yeah. And I mean, maybe maybe uh, Lucic and a second rounder gets it done for Kessel and a, um, like, probably 50% retained at least. Yeah. Give yeah. us some cap room, might be able to get another depth player in that yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we would probably be giving up uh, Florida's second rounder, which yeah. we do have in in the uh, in this year's draft, upcoming draft. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
I would honestly, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. This is a completely hypothetical and, oh, and for sure. so far in the future. But uh, like you said, we don't really need the help right now. Flames are rolling. Uh, we're going back home Tuesday against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then we don't play again until the 27th. Hockey Night in Canada, baby. Hmm. That's always Sorry. a fun time to watch. It uh, is, yeah. So we'll wrap it up here. And uh, unless you've got anything else that you want to add, Chris? No, no, nothing for me. Cool. All right. Well, uh, the Flames have been rolling the last two games, back-to-back wins, back-to-back games. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you guys on Thursday. Go, Flames, go. This is Grant Chung and Chris signing off. Peace. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.